0: candles will be thrown around you'll hear monkeys screeching through the house you can hear them running through the house um the monkeys are also very curious apparently they will come to you and start like picking at you they'll just like oh my god pick at your hair
1: and stuff this and... i swear this feels like it should be an april Fool's story it's not Wait, did we'll you see that <gasps> <laughs> what yeah this? What? Oh my gosh! What's going on? No, this is a part that's scary because nothing's happening. Oh! <laughs> Shut up, <let's>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <gasps>
1: no! <laughs> no! That was scary. That was scary. That was it's time for Girls and Ghouls. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. <sighs> just ha- Hi. Hi, guys. What just happened? It
0: was all sunny and now the sky
1: is black. It's, like a- it's because we pushed record on Girls and Ghouls.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like mood lighting in here now.
1: That's right. Like spooky. It has been absolutely perfect mm-hmm. here for like four straight days. Yeah, it's been like that here too. It's been it's like awesome, sixty-eight to
0: seventy-one degrees. So I have yeah in the
1: morning all day. Oh no, it's like that here in the. It's like low seventies in the morning, oh, nice. and it still gets up to like eighty-five ish mm-hmm. in the afternoon. But that's very mild for Atlanta yeah. summers.
0: Yeah, it's it's been like actually chilly here. Which has worked out because like we had field day this week, mm-hmm. so the kids didn't have to roast all day long. Which is yeah, that's that crap part of field day is sitting outside in, you know ninety degree weather for eight hours. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, Marley's at but, summer camp, so oh. I'm very glad that the weather's been mild because yeah. she's a she's a counselor in training, which is pretty much like being a counselor. You just don't get paid, uh, so interns. she's running around doing all the things. Nice. Is she for having two fun? weeks? I'm sure she is. I won't talk to her till Saturday. They can't have their phones. Oh. I couldn't make it in camp. (laughs) It's fine. She loves it. She loves it so much that she paid for one of her sessions because she wanted to go twice, and I told her that I can't pay for two camp sessions and send her to Switzerland in the fall. Yeah. So she worked and saved and scrimped and saved. And like she put all her Christmas money and birthday money to the side and she worked and saved money and she paid for one whole camp session. Nice. 400 bucks. 400 bucks. That's like a life savings for a 16 year old. Yeah, good for her. Yep. So she paid for this first session. So it's two weeks per session if you're in training. Mm -hmm. So she'll be gone for like. For two weeks total, and then she'll come back for three weeks, and then she goes for two more weeks. Oh, wow. And then she comes back for two weeks, and school starts, and then she goes to Switzerland at the end of August for, like, 11 days. That's so exciting, though. I'm so excited for her, and I really want to go. Yeah. I (laughs) want to go. My daughter's in the foreign exchange program at school, guys. That's why she's going to Switzerland, and this is, like, their big, big thing. Yeah. With the French exchange program, and they had a group of Swiss kids come in February mm-hmm. and stay with the kids here. So Marley had her little Swiss girl come stay. She was so stinking cute. Teeny, tiny little girl. Yeah. Really cute. And it's funny because apparently the word squirrel is a weird word in every language. Yeah. And so she, Marley kept making her say the word squirrel in English because she couldn't say it. <laughs> And it's some weird—it's some weird word in French too. That's really hard for you to say unless you're like fluent in French. Right. I don't know what it is. I'm not even going to attempt Can it. Say but yeah, it? not really. Oh. So so they would make each other say squirrel in their own languages, and it was really funny. That's hysterical. It is a weird word. It is in English. It's a weird word. It is. But she would say like, squirrel or something like that. It was weird. It was funny. Like she had to really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel.
0: (laughs) That sounds harder to say than actually saying squirrel. Squirrel. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. It was cute, though. That is cute. Like, they got in the car with me, and Marley was like, say squirrel. And she's like, no. And she'd giggle. And she's like, come on, say squirrel. Say it. And she'd say it, and they'd both laugh hysterically. (laughs) It's like, oh, to be 16 again.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, I don't know if I'd want to be 16 again. Now that I'm thinking about it.
1: I'm officially 40, guys. Erin and I both had a birthday. We did. This past weekend. It was it magnificent. It was Aaron's birthday the last episode, and mine was two days later. That's so. right.
0: We're all old now.
1: I'm officially 40. We're
0: both dead.
1: That's right. We're coming to you from the grave. From the
0: afterlife. They have great <laughs> microphones here.
1: <sighs> really good Wi-Fi. Really good Wi-Fi. this? I do. What it's is like going this on? beam <laughs> this beam of sunlight on half of your face. I don't understand. <laughs> you were just complaining about it being kind of dark and moody. It was dark and so moody. So now the sun's like, "I got you, girl." I got
0: you in that one eye.
1: <laughs> just one eye today. Just one. It's
0: fine. It's <laughs> fine. No mood lighting for me. Ugh. I'm so ready for school to be over. We're in the last week the home stretch
1: it seems like it just goes on and on and on for you marley's been out since may 24th
0: that's insane our last day is next wednesday
1: but they which is what the 13th june 13th yep but that's a long time but you um... guys don't go back till september though right yeah after labor day yeah yeah see marley goes back august 6th yeah That's early. (laughs) It sucks. I don't like it. I don't like, I wouldn't like that
0: either. Because all the good stuff happens in August, I feel like. Like, that's when all the carnivals are and
1: stuff. I feel like it's pointless to go back to school for, like, two weeks and then you're out for Labor Day. Yeah. Because, like, the kids can't even get adjusted before they have a break. To be fair,
0: we don't, I say we start after Labor Day. We technically start the weekend or the week before Labor Day on a Thursday.
1: That's so dumb. So
0: the kids are in school for like two days and then they have a three day
1: weekend. So it's basically like to get their books pretty much desks situated. Pretty much.
0: Like that's find it. out who
1: their teachers yep. are and then we're like, okay, we'll yep. see you in three days.
0: Pretty much. Well, I mean they find out who their teachers are at the in fact they'll be finding out I think tomorrow because they do they what? Yeah, they let the kids go. They all go and congregate. Like they meet with their new class. Like their new classmates and their new teacher and everything. That's so strange. It's so strange. And then this year, because I have a kindergartner again, which is a first, first in a long time, um, we have a an, like instead of going to school on the first day of school, Gideon will go for like an orientation where I have to go sit with him during the day to meet really? with his teacher. Yeah, so. for the whole day. No, it's like an appointment. Like every child oh. gets to go in for like an hour. And then he officially starts, like, Friday, and then he has a three-day weekend. That's so weird. (laughs) I think so, too. Who who decides these schedules? I don't Because that's just dumb. I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. I want to know who decided the year-end schedule because the whole year felt like, yeah, you know, smooth sailing, everything's under control, and then the third grade class and the fifth grade classes decided to cram everything into the all last. the activities. They ha- both had major projects, too. Like, big projects. Like, we've had dioramas, and so we had to build a model town with a super oh, highway Lord. built over the top of it to be displayed for the town to see. Um, so, we've, we had to work on that. We had to, uh, they had two field trips. Field day. They've got the class oh, picnics. The <clears throat> school kickball tournament. Like, it's all this stuff every day. And then the kids come home and they're like, we had so much fun. And, the-
1: and they're zonked. And they're zonked. My cats are fighting. They're always fighting. I have to tell you, as much as I loved Marley being in elementary school and having all these fun outings that I could help participate in, mm-hmm. getting her to middle school and especially high school has been such a nice relief. For yeah. me as a mom because I don't have to do anything it's
0: not, it's not wonderful. I
1: don't have to be there I don't have to do I can just write a check You're like here's a check Be like here you go yeah. have fun I don't yeah. have to do like the room mom stuff oh, I don't I have don't to do bring that. snacks I don't have to do field trips mm-hmm. I don't have to nothing they don't do anything in middle school and high school yeah I don't except go to Switzerland that costs a freaking butt ton of money yeah. but anyway <laughs> but you don't have to do all that stuff they don't do field day Mm -hmm. they don't do all that and it's fun for the kids but it's a lot on the parents especially for parents like you where you have multiple children
0: yeah now luckily field day isn't something that parents are invited to (laughs) we
1: don't get to. you still have to deal with your children i
0: still have to deal with my children afterwards i have to prepare them beforehand because you're required to send in all this stuff like they have to and and it's not like a big deal like i put sunscreen on my kids they have water yeah. here, but I have to remember in the morning that they have to take the sunscreen with them. They have yeah. to take the bug spray with them because that's the thing now. Yeah. They have to take water with them, additional water, backup water. All the <laughs> water. I told Jeremy I was going to start sending them with a gallon jug and he was like, "Okay, drink out of that." And I was like, "Get some muscles, boy.
1: Big straws." Big, yeah, exactly. Big Get him super straws on Amazon. They mm-hmm. have like super duper curly ones, yeah. long ones. That's what he yeah, needs. Like, do that it. would be hilarious. Just come into school and be like, sit that yeah. on your desk, poke a hole in yeah. the top. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what he should do. That's what we should do next year. It's his last that would be year. hilarious.
0: But oh, we had it yesterday. They came home from their field day, which is not technically field day. They call it the, the elementary school Olympics. And every classroom is a different country. Oh. And then they compete against each other. Because that's fair. Let's put sixth graders, let's have sixth graders compete with the kindergartners. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And every year the same classes win, which is funny. Like the teachers must be like prepping them all year or something. But then the kids come trudging into the house, like, it's rigged, I tell you. It's rigged. (laughs) And I was like, all right, calm down. It's not a big deal. Like, <laughs> did they get, like, a trophy or something? Like, what happened? No, they just, they talk about it on the announcements, and we all tried our hardest. <laughs> all right.
1: Did you have a they good They didn't time? even get, like, the Yo Play caps. No, they don't get it. On a string no. nope. as a medal. Nope. And we don't do participation prizes here, so. Thank God for that. I no. I hate participation prizes. At least not prizes. for stuff like
0: that. They do participation prizes for, like, like, if you do, like, the science fair, or you're a part of the, like, voluntary STEM club, and you do, like, uh, STEM club, they have to make, like, inventions, and then they... Yeah,
1: and that, I get that, because yeah, they actually had to work. Yeah,
0: significant work, but field yeah. day... I,
1: that was the thing that I hated the most about Marley playing sports in elementary school, mm-hmm. was the participation. Participation. trophies. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them. It's like... They, they suck. They didn't win a single game. Why are they getting trophies? That's not cool.
0: They're like, but ma'am, she's 4 I'm like,
1: doesn't matter. Care. She's terrible. She stood there and picked her nose the whole season. Why is she getting a trophy?
0: I don't understand that. I think they should do what they did when we were in school. When I was in school and we did like the little, you know, stupid sport things and we all sucked, they gave us those little tiny like stupid ribbons. The, like, ten-cent ribbons that you pinned to your shirt that said, I tried, pretty much.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Marley, seriously, was that kid. I remember we tried soccer first, Mm -hmm. and she played soccer for, like, three or four years. But she started when she was, like, five. Mm -hmm. So at five years old, it's literally herd ball, right? The referee goes into the field. You've got two teams of five-year-olds in these oversized jerseys that come down to mid-shin. Yep, yep. And they're out there like, well, I don't know what we're doing here. Okay. Coach says we've got to stay in here, whatever. And the, the referee blows the ball, blows the ball, blows the whistle, <laughs> and drops the soccer ball into the middle of the field. And they all charge at it. And it's just herd ball. Everybody's getting kicked in the shin. People are falling over because at five years old, they're yeah. like top heavy or something. They, they just, fall really They're easy. lanky
0: and they don't understand what to yeah. do with their
1: arms and their legs. And The coach decided at five years old to stick my kid in as goalie. Yep. And they give them these gloves that are like massive compared to the size of their tiny little hands. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was like, oh, this will be great. She can't pick her nose. I was wrong. She got into the goal. (laughs) She got into the goal with these giant gloves on. She puts one hand under her arm and pulls the glove off and starts going to town, digging digging to China. And I was like, that's my girl. Where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was my kid. Yeah, that was my kid. We. She didn't care. There was another little girl that would stand in the middle of the field and pick dandelions for the entire game and blow them. That was her favorite thing. We had a it stint was, in soccer. Uh,
0: it was a short stint. It was a season of soccer. It's so
1: interesting. To, it's fun to watch when they're that little. I don't mm. enjoy it when they get older and they're like uber competitive. Yeah. But when they're little, it's actually cute. It's like, oh, look at them. Look they're
0: at funny. them. They're doing the thing. They're no. Doing,
1: she did lacrosse next. That was awful. I, I can imagine. Oh my god, lacrosse is not. I don't understand it. The coach had these weird, he tried to create these plays. I'm like, they're in fifth grade. (laughs) They don't care. They're just here to run around and see their friends and have fun. They don't care. But he was like, popcorn, popcorn, pop, pop, pop. They'd like all spread out. I was like, what, what the hell? What is happening? What? He did pizza, and he'd yell slice, and they'd all spread out. I was like, so the the point is to spread out? That's all I'm seeing that, it, that we're doing. We just spread, spread out. out. They all bunch up together, and then they spread out. That's all they do the whole game. What? I was like, I don't understand this game. I don't get it. <laughs> Soccer what? was way easier to follow. Well, see,
0: this is why I'm glad that my kids <laughs> aren't super interested in sports. <laughs> because... <laughs> Jeremy did soccer when he was in, like, I think it was, like, third grade, and he had never played soccer outside of, like, elementary school gym, and you, mm-hmm. it's not like they give a thorough education right. in gym, so he's, and he's one of many people there who has never played soccer before outside of that environment, and they're trying to teach these kids how to be, like, pros, you know, and they're, like, out there drill sergeants enforcing these things and, and jeremy because he doesn't operate that way he's very analytical he has to mm-hmm. see everything happen to understand it you can't just throw him in and bark orders at him in the middle of stuff yeah. um which i think is a like that's a thing it's a normal thing yeah. and honestly i didn't expect the first day for them to have a what do you call it a scrimmage is that what they call
1: it oh my gosh really first day they know nothing about soccer they know
0: nothing like, about we're gonna play games. here's what we're doing <laughs> We're going to spend five minutes kicking this ball back and forth because you're not allowed to use your hands. Put your hands behind your head and kick the ball back and forth. And Jeremy's like, okay, I got this. He's out there kicking the ball. All right. This side, this team, this side, that team. Everybody split up. We're going to play a game. And all the kids were like, yeah, we're pros. We're going to do this thing. (laughs) And I'm watching. And my son, he's just standing there like, we're going to what now? And he's. Not like, and they're yelling orders, and they're like, run. He runs in the opposite direction. <laughs> no, not that way, Jeremy. Run the other. And he was like, what? And he's getting, like, visibly flustered, like, waving his arms Aww. around and yelling. And he comes to me, and he's like, I don't want to play this game anymore, Mom. And I was like, we paid $60 for you to play this game. You're playing this game. It was the first day. Yeah. It'll be fine. But uh, it never got any better. And I- <laughs> and most of the kids, to be fair, didn't get any better because it was really the coach it was a volunteer coach it was her first year coaching and then there were the mm. other teams who had like those dads that were like you know the soccer yeah. stars in their in their heyday yeah. and they're out there that was
1: marley marley's dad was a soccer star yeah. he even played on a dutch league in holland
0: there you go so She's you know he's very what I'm very about. good
1: at soccer Yes, and he was the coach of Marley's team, and yeah. they were actually pretty daggum good for little kids. Yeah,
0: that's that's the way these other teams were when they'd march out on the field in their like formation, all wearing <laughs> sunglasses, and I'm like, they're going to start dancing. And then I'd be that mom cheering for the wrong kid.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> for the
0: wrong things. I'd be like, yeah, go, Jeremy. And John would be like, he's kicking the ball into, the, into the, their own goal,
1: like he's. But he's doing the
0: thing. Like, but he, it's fine. Like, he's trying. He's coming at it. After that, he was like, I think I'm going to stick with, like, science stuff, Mom. I yeah. just really enjoyed it's fine. that. And then Atticus only wants to play, and he only wants to play sports that will involve him getting bloody. And I oh. said, listen, I don't have enough money to pay So, like, pay ultimate for...
1: fighting? He wants to play rugby. Oh, well. That's an aggressive sport. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not playing rugby. Yeah.
0: No, because when you're older Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can afford to pay your own medical expenses. Yeah. That's fine, but I can't afford to pay for them every time you decide to hurt yourself, and he hurts himself a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So... Well, yeah. Marley outgrew the whole sports thing. Isn't that nice? We did soccer and then lacrosse and then horseback riding and then gymnastics. And then she was like, you know what? I don't want to do any of these things. I just want to make movies. So it's like, okay. Yep. Here's the equipment. Go have fun. Go make mommy a lot of money. That's right. <laughs> you, get,
0: you buy me a See, nurse And that for was
1: hard for me because I'm an athlete. I grew mm-hmm. up an athlete. I love sports. Oh. Love them. I have to reconsider I grew up our running track. <laughs> I ran track, I played basketball, and I played softball all at the same time in high school. And I loved all of them. Mm -hmm. And so to not have an athletic child was, it sucked. I really like the competitiveness, but she just wasn't feeling it. I really wanted her to play softball. She just was not interested.
0: I was honest to God dreading that part of being a boy mom was all the sports because I went,
1: (laughs) I don't know anything about any of these things. I was a catcher for my softball team. Nice. And I freaking loved it. That was my favorite thing ever. Nice. Loved it. Anyway. She sports her best. She sports. I sports my hardest. hardest. And I don't sports my best anymore. I just sit around and get older. We
0: sports in our chairs Fine. and pretend that we sports. <laughs> I don't pretend that I sports. People are all like. <clears throat> what do your children do for extracurriculars? And I'm like, oh, I've got one who's in an art class, and I've got one who's taking acting lessons. Um, Gideon wants to be a gymnast, so <laughs> we're looking into that. That's about as short as it's <laughs> going to get him jumping into a foam pit. Yeah. So there we go. i as ask for yeah. myself,
1: you know. You know what? Gideon will probably be a really good gymnast because he's small. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves it, too. And a lot of the male athletes that are gymnasts are small because it mm-hmm. does, like, they're really strong, but they weigh, like, 100 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so they can sling themselves around and do stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah.
0: He'll probably be great. He, uh, he wants to do that, and he wants to take a, um, <laughs> he wants to take a hip-hop dance class. So I guess that's how... Ha- <laughs> Please
1: record that. That's happening Please. this summer
0: because he's been oh, watching YouTube videos, and he taught himself how to do the robot. Which oh is God. hysterical to see my five-year-old doing the robot <laughs> to Mr. Roboto while lip-syncing oh poorly. God. It's like watching, oh a, like watching a foreign film being badly dubbed over. <laughs> it's just insane.
1: Oh, speaking of foreign film, there's a movie that I think you would probably really love. You and John would love it. It's called Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I feel like I've heard of this. It's one of Marley's favorite movies. It is the cheesiest, dumbest movie I think ever made. Mm -hmm. But it's hysterical because it is, it's a spoof kung fu movie. Nice. So they even have like pulled in clips from these really old bad kung fu movies where they say something in a foreign language and then there's like a pause Mm -hmm. and then it goes, I said to run. And it's like, (laughs) you know, and it doesn't match the thing like that. I love it it's yeah i love it
0: oh my god
1: enter the fest you'll have to. Go f- i think it's on netflix maybe you'll have to go check it out yeah it's pretty fun. i'm
0: definitely anyway. going to so <laughs> there you go there we go there's our weekly update
1: thanks for thanks for hanging out guys we'll talk to you next time <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we could do a whole podcast where it's just, just random just talk method. about whatever people would listen yeah, they really would <laughs> they'd listen which we, sh- we should experiment with that yeah
0: I Have a third podcast. Here we go.
1: Hey, why not? Let's add it to her. Yeah, be called Stuff and Things. Stuff and Things. <laughs> By the way, she's Erin, I'm Kirsten. Yeah, that's us. I think we've been forgetting to do that. I don't know. We do. We forget cuz
0: we know each other. We can't we kind of We go way back. Oh, yep, it's it's yep.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so who's first? You Is it are me, my first? turn? Is it me turn? It's you turn. turn me turn okay are we ready yeah let's do it let's get scary let's get ghosty okie dokie so this week i am taking us all to the driscoll hotel in austin texas see this gives me bad vibes why i don't know i feel like there's something bad well, it's a ghost podcast. I know, but I feel like it's up to from- <laughs> So it's not gonna be like this is such a pretty hotel with no where nothing bad ever happened. They have the unicorns end. and princesses <laughs> and glitters. <sighs> yeah. So the Driscoll Hotel was named for Jesse Driscoll, who built the hotel. Mm. Makes sense, right? It does. He was a cattle baron, very successful cattle baron. He moved from Missouri to Texas in 1849. (laughs) What? My brain heard cattle baron and I went, he couldn't
0: have cows?
1: (laughs) A baron cattle. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He was just one of those men
1: who was not allowed. So apparently he um, supplied beef throughout the civil war to the confederate army I bet so he he, did. he made a lot of money doing that <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he decided to diversify his income aaron what? And so what are we merging our podcasts today? yeah <laughs> yeah he so diversified funny. his income so he he continued being a cattle baron but then he decided to open this beautiful very fancy hotel he became a hotelier hotelier yeah um, very grand hotel. Very fancy. very fancy. Very fancy. Seriously, it's so fancy. You guys will share pictures in the group. It's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful hotels I've ever seen. Um, <clears throat> he bought the land in 1884 um, for $7,500, uh, which was a lot of money back then. Yeah. Don't know how much that translates to today, but it was a lot of money At back then. At least $12. At least. They had a grand opening. In December of 1886, um, and to this day, it is the oldest operating hotel in Austin, Texas, and one of the best-known hotels, generally. Um, It was completed at a cost of $400,000 in 1886. I should have looked up what that translates to. That's a lot. Because it's probably multi-millions. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, you look that up. It's four stories, or when it was finished, it was four stories. It occupied half of a block. It's got three arched entryways on the southeast and north sides of the building. There are carved limestone busks, busks, what is that? Bust, (laughs) B-U-S-T, of Driscoll and his sons. I love the names of his sons, Bud and Tobe. Tobe. T-O-B-E. Tobe. Bud. Hey, Bud. Um, there were six million bricks of limestone that went into building the structure. Wow. Wait, what year was this built? 1886 was when it was finished. Okay.
0: $400,000. Wow. So, um, the, the calculator only goes back to 1914, but if it were built in 1914 for $400,000, today it would be $9,860,000. So.
1: So we're. We're thinking probably 11 or $12 million. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
0: Insanity. So
1: at the time that it was completed in 1886, it had 60 rooms, including 12 corner rooms that had attached baths, and that was an unheard of feature in the oh. late 1800s. They didn't have baths attached en-suites oh. at that time. Huh. They had, like, a community bath in the hall because they're expensive. The plumbing was expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he also had an electric bell system. Mm-hmm. Marble bureaus and washstands, steam heating and gas lighting—very, very fancy very for one thousand, eight hundred and eighty-six. Um, he was actually ahead of his time because he made the hotel as fireproof as possible. Because the gas pipes went throughout the building, mm-hmm. so he had eighteen-inch thick walls between the rooms and two layers of iron between each floor. Wow! Yeah, he was very interested in safety. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, steam boilers, kitchen, and laundry si- facility uh, were on the north side of the hotel to prevent their odors from permeating the hotel. Hmm. So he he was very intentional about the planning of this hotel. Yeah. Um, there was a special ladies' entrance that allowed female guests to proceed directly to their rooms and avoid the rough talk of the cattlemen in the lobby. Aw, that's kind of yeah. nice. I know. I want a special door. I know, right? I thought that was very cool that yeah. he was... He had the, you
0: know,
1: he was very nice, very gentleman. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't have the clientele to support the cost of staying in this hotel. Most of the most of the other hotels in the area charged 50 cents to one dollar per night. Mm -hmm. At that time, he was charging two dollars and 50 cents to five dollars a night and it included meals. But that was a very exorbitant amount of money for that period of time. And it was still relatively like the Wild West in Austin. Right. So people just couldn't afford to stay there, even though they wanted to. Um, He lost a lot of money in his cattle business, and he was forced to close the hotel in May of 1887, less than a year after it opened. Um, There was also another hotel that opened up called the Beach Hotel in Galveston, and they poached a lot of his employees. Oh, so um, there's actually a legend that says he lost the hotel in a game of poker to his brother-in-law. Um, he Driscoll finally died of a stroke in 1890. Uh, the hotel has changed hands a lot over the years. At the turn of the 20th century, it went through a boom and bust um, when the city of Austin started to grow. And there was a local magnate named George Littlefield who, um, who bought the hotel in 1895 for $106,000. Now remember it costs $400,000 to complete the hotel and he bought it for 106,000. Wow. <clears throat> so he got a bargain. Yeah. Um, he invested a little over $60,000 to renovate the hotel. And he, he put in frescoes, um, 28 additional bathrooms and in 1903, he still sold it at a loss. Uh, he lost twenty-five thousand dollars when he sold it. Wow! Um, in 1930, it was bought again, and it was expanded and became a thirteen-story tower <clears throat> instead of four stories, mm-hmm. like it was originally designed. Right? Um, it was done so by the El Paso architecture firm of Trost and Trost.
0: Fancy. So fancy.
1: So fancy. Renamed it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, each of the original 60 rooms was converted to include a private bathroom. Not all of them had that. Only 12 rooms had bathrooms at that point. So they put bathrooms in all of the rooms. they made it super fancy. Super fancy. Um, this is kind of a cool little nugget. In 1934, future president Lyndon Johnson met his future wife, Claudia Taylor, for their first date at the Driscoll Dining Room. Aww. Yes. They loved the hotel. And they went there often during their lifetime together. Uh, they stayed there dozens of times during the rest of their lives. And it also was his, head, his campaign headquarters when he was running for Congress. Um, actually, and again, when he ran for Senate. And then he would return during his presidency multiple times and stay there. Nice. Um, let's see. Long history of this hotel. So I'm trying to sum it up. Uh, there was a renovation in 1950 where they added air conditioning to the building. They also added, um, or they removed this very dramatic rotunda Mm -hmm. in the entryway. They removed that, um, demolition was threatened in 1969, but it fell through, fortunately. Um, it was saved from the wrecking ball at almost the last minute when a nonprofit called the Driscoll Hotel Corporation raised $900,000 Woo. to buy that hotel. Um, it's been bought since then by Braniff International Hotels. Um, they did a $350,000 renovation in 1972 to the lobby, just the lobby. Wow. $350,000. Um, they used it a lot for conferences and things like that. And then it was uh, leased out in the 80s. Um, Let's see. Brant International Corporation filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1982. And the hotel um, was, again, on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. Um, They emerged from bankruptcy in 83. They sold the building to Lincoln Hotel Corporation. And I believe that's who owns it today. Uh, Actually, no, it's owned by Hyatt Hotels. They own everything. They own everything. So the Hyatt Hotels now owns, um, they purchased it in August of 2013. The most recent renovation was in 1996, and it was completed in 1999, and they had a grand reopening, Millennium Celebration, um, and they still do occasional renovations of different areas, like small areas. Mm So um, fun fact this is, again, merging our two podcasts because you and I mentioned this <laughs> just the other day on Wit & Wisdom. The restaurant in the Driscoll was used in the movie Miss Congeniality. Oh! Yep. It was represented as a restaurant in New York City, but it was indeed the restaurant in the Driscoll Hotel. That's so funny. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So... um, there are some ghosty ghosties in the Driscoll. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> she just wanted to tell you the history. I just wanted to tell you the history. It is it is a cool hotel, though. It is. It's, I mean, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Very Um One of the most famous rooms in the hotel is room 525. Um, there is a legend, and again a legend don't know if it's true don't really care this is what a lot of people say happened there so we're gonna talk <laughs> we're gonna about do this. it this is it <laughs> we're gonna do it um they refer to this as the suicide brides oh yep so apparently in this room 20 years apart two brides brand new brides on their honeymoon mm-hmm. killed themselves in the bathtub of room 525 wow Mm-hmm. why 20 years apart, almost to the day. That's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. The room was, uh, after the second one, the room was shut off completely. Um, And then they did reconstruction in the late 90s, and it was allowed to be opened. People stay in the room, say that they have weird things happen. The bathroom will leak. Um, They'll see apparitions of women in wedding dresses. Not a huge surprise, considering that that's what they say happened in that room. What? Yep. Um, <clears throat> there's another suicide, apparently, that happened on the fourth floor of the hotel. A woman took her life. Um, it doesn't say how. I don't know if she jumped or what she did, but she committed suicide there. Um, a lot of people say that they see the spirit of a female out of the corner of their eye while they're on the fourth floor but when they look to see who's standing there nobody's there mm. um they'll have sounds of a female whispering to them Ooh, i don't like that no. um and it says while while very faint those who have heard it do not forget it very easily they will some people have claimed to hear a woman crying On the fourth floor even when no one is staying on the fourth floor they'll still hear it a lot of the staff have reported that um and so they of course think it's the woman who took her life on that floor um there is a very popular story of a four-year-old girl named samantha houston she was the daughter of a u.s senator in 1887 she was chasing her ball down the grand staircase and she tripped and fell and died. Um, they've actually, as a tribute to her, the hotel owner at the time commissioned a portrait of her and it still hangs on the wall of the fifth floor. It's kind of creepy I would because think of how so. realistic it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pictures follow, like the eyes follow yeah. you anyway. It's just kind of creepy. It's a beautiful portrait. She's holding flowers, little brown hair, whatever. Very cute, but it's just creepy um so this picture is still there um and a lot of people claim that they feel dizzy or even nauseous when they look at the painting and some report feeling a strange sensation of being lifted off the ground what yep others have tried say that they think that samantha tries to communicate with them through the painting and they'll like if you stare at it for a long time her expression changes I think that's just your eyes playing tricks on you, honestly. Oh, yeah. You know, if you stare at anything long enough, you're going to feel like it moves or it changes or whatever. That's just your eyes playing. So I don't know about that, but the other stuff's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, They also, a lot of people have reported hearing a child giggle Mm. throughout the halls of the hotel, and they'll hear her ball bouncing down the stairs. Yikes. So that's little Samantha. Um, There's another ghost that appears in the lobby area. And her name is Mrs. Bridges. She used to work at the hotel, and she likes to come and arrange flowers oh. in the hotel lobby. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's useful. Yep. She's very, she's like the sweeping ghost. Yeah, she's just handy. <laughs> she's just handy to have around. Yeah. Um, if she's around, you'll smell flowers, very strong scent of flowers. Right. Um, and she also likes to shush rowdy guests. I like her <laughs> so much. Yep, if it gets too loud or rowdy, she'll shush you very sternly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's Um, my favorite. Yeah, she appears to the front desk staffer sometimes when they get too loud at night. Nice. Yeah, she's like, get back to work. Hush. I love her. She is my favorite. I do. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, Colonel Jesse Driscoll himself has been known to check into the hotel from time to time. Nice. Um, People will smell cigars. And the lights will flicker. There is a very large uh, portrait of Colonel Driscoll in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, it appears around his portrait. People will smell that cigar smell. Um, There's, let's see. uh, One of his favorite rooms, Colonel Driscoll's favorite rooms, overlooks 6th Street and Brazos, which is right at the corner of the hotel. Um... Somebody said that they woke up in the middle of the night in that corner room and they saw him, saw Colonel Driscoll standing in the room, peering out the window, um, and they smelled cigar smoke. Um, He was just puffing on his cigar, looking out the window, and they were like, hey, what are you doing in my room? And they turned the light on and he's not there. I mean, i got to be honest. If there's a man in my room looking out the window
0: smoking a cigar, my response isn't going to be, Hey! Yeah, it's going to be he he was quoted as going, hey,
1: fella, what the hell are you doing in my room? (laughs) And he turned the light on and he wasn't there. Um, The man who was staying in the room um, was obviously freaked out by it. And clearly, you know, yeah, he told the staff about it and they were like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, but he said even after the vision of the, uh, the spirit disappeared, he could still smell cigar smoke kind of hanging in the air. Weird. Yeah. It's Colonel Driscoll. He's like, what are you doing in my room, dude? And, and I, I don't like the smell of cigars. It would have to be something good. It would have to be a pipe. I love the smell yeah. of a pipe. I do love the smell of a pipe. I don't mind the c- smell of cigars. It's certain cigars. Yeah. There's certain ones that smell better than others. Yeah. So, this is really interesting. There's a couple of celebrities who have stayed in the hotel and reported incidents. Dun, 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 dun. One is singer Annie Lennox, oh. who I'm sure we're all familiar yeah. with from the Eurythmics. She stayed in the hotel and she had a strange experience. She was trying to figure out what outfit to wear, as we do, right? She laid two outfits down on the bed, she couldn't figure out which one she wanted to wear. She goes and takes a shower, and she comes out, and one of the outfits had been neatly packed back in her suitcase, and the other one laid on the bed.
0: <sighs> okay. <laughs> they were like, don't wear that one. Weird.
1: Yes. don't. You don't want to do that, honey. Not, no, no. Not today. The, this is the one you want. She wore the outfit that the ghost picked for her. Yeah, I would have, too. I mean, yeah. You just do what the ghost um, tells you. Yeah. So, Johnette Napolitino, the lead singer of Concrete Blonde. Mm-hmm. She stayed there, and she even wrote a song about what she saw. Oh. The song is called Ghost of a Texas Ladies Man, Mm. and it's about Driscoll himself. Nice. Um, She was in the shower, and the ghost appeared to her, apparently. In the shower? And these are the lyrics. These are just a few of the lyrics from that song. I saw a face in the shower door. I'm going to stop you right there. If I see a face in the shower door and I know I'm in that room by myself, somebody's dying and it ain't going to be me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw a face in the shower door. A cowboy smile came and faded. (laughs) I reached for my towel on the floor. I didn't think it was exactly where I would laid it. You don't scare me. You don't scare me, I said. To whatever it was floating in the air above my bed. He knew I'd understand. He was the ghost of a Texas ladies' man. Um. (laughs) So he knocked her towel down so that she'd have to open the shower door and be all naked as a jaybird. Pick her towel up. He doesn't sound like a ladies' man. He sounds like a pervert. Yeah. Just saying. I mean. And then he was like floating over her bed. Floating over her bed. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like uh, Jeanette was kind of into it. I mean, she's like, "Hey." I guess it would depend uh, on what the ghost looked like. You know, I don't even think so <laughs> like, for me. It's just yeah. like,
0: I mean, how well is he manifesting himself? What is he manifesting? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you got going on there, so, Colonel? How, how are things going? <laughs> <sighs> Weird. So, yeah. Yeah. Um guests and staff have reported a paranormal prankster who likes to operate the elevators, move furniture, pushes guests out of their beds, nice. and hides their belongings. <laughs> Prankster's one word for that. There are a few <laughs> other words that I could think there of. There are like yeah, I'm not going to yeah, I'll keep it clean today. I don't know why. I just feel like keeping it clean. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that is that is the story of the Driscoll Hotel. You can stay there. It's a very posh, posh. luxurious hotel. Very fancy. It's several hundred dollars a night to stay in the Driscoll Hotel. So I will not be staying there. We're frugal. We do this podcast for free. Both okay. free. <laughs> Y'all don't pay us enough. Nothing. Y'all don't pay nothing. Nothing. So I won't be staying at the Driscoll Hotel. If you guys want us to stay at some fancy hotel and report on the ghost there, you can totally PayPal us the money. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Well, I just will. don't touch me. Will you?
0: Will you really? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. Don't sit on my bed. Don't hover over my face. Don't look at me when I'm in the shower. There's a lot of rules. There are... I have to have rules. There are rules. Okay. okay. Don't hide my belongings or push me out of the bed. That's just mean. <laughs> it's just mean i mean you're sleeping soundly and then just somebody shoves you out of the bed and you're like what what happened and there's nobody there who does that a prankster a prankster and meanwhile he's gonna hide your toothbrush pick out your clothes for you too crazy freaking (laughs) ghost So there you go. Driscoll Hotel, ladies and gentlemen, in Austin, Texas. Oh, my God. You're welcome. That's a journey right there.
0: A (laughs) journey. It's a journey. I want to know. It's very pretty. I mean, yeah, for sure. But I want to know more about this Texas ladies' man.
1: (laughs) The Texas ladies. Yeah, let's let's look at those lyrics again. I saw a face, a face, (laughs) in the shower door. I mean, was he like... (laughs) Hearing. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> what are you doing in there? Do you have any extra body wash? Because I'm out. I love my toothpaste. <laughs> a cowboy smile. What does that look like? Came, came and faded. I don't know. Like, one? Five. I don't know what that looks like. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. How you doing? That's Joey from Friends. I don't know. What are you doing? He's not a cowboy. How you doing? It was Joey. <laughs> it was just Joey. Yep. (laughs) Reach for my towel on the floor. I didn't think it was exactly where I'd laid it. (laughs) Thanks. You don't scare me. To whatever was floating in the air above my bed. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just going to, that's a hard no. It's a pass. For me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I'd have to pass.
0: Well, that's weird. It's
1: uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. It was fun. Yep. That was weird.
0: It's not as weird as the story I'm gonna tell. Oh, I'm sure it's not. But it it's was just entertaining. Weird. <laughs> well, I'm ready. Are you ready for weird? I'm buckling up. You buckle yeah. up buttercup, because it's I, I, This is one of the stories my mom told me about this. And I thought she was pulling my leg. I'm going to be honest. I thought she was just messing with me. Mm-hmm. She's not. She's telling the truth. <laughs> I should know better. My mom's an honest woman. <clears throat> so we're going to go to the Poconos. We're going to the Poconos. It's a nice. very popular travel destination. I feel like we're planning everyone's vacations now. Like, we
1: really are because we really are.
0: These are great places to visit. All in all, um, but we're going to the Poconos. You can go and stay at, like, the Great Wolf Lodge or whatever and see the things that people see in the Poconos. And then while you're there... See the things. The things that people see when they go to
1: the Poconos. We don't know. We've never been. There are trees. <laughs> There's some water. There's water, some...
0: grass. There's some I'm grass. Sure. Um, there are some resorts that have jacuzzis that are in the shape of wine glasses. Nice. Uh, that sort of thing. There's also a candle shop There called the candle shop very original name
1: very clever it's
0: a very clever name and the candle shop is is old it's old old house and it's a very unique place to visit because this candle shop carries a lot of candles
1: oh i had i didn't know what they (laughs) sold i I was confused i
0: I wanted to talk to them about their branding and being more clear you know um (laughs) but apparently like legit this is like the weirdest place to visit because it you walk in and it's just like thousands of candles and they're not like Yankee candles where you walk in and it's like oh the are pretty jars and you get to pick them up and smell them it's like the hand dipped like someone's got too much time on their hands candles right okay now this candle shop didn't used to be a candle shop it used to just be a house and it was a house for uh, a doctor named Dr. William Redwood Fisher he was a very fancy man
1: very fancy very man. Fancy
0: he moved into the house um, that was built in 1897 with his wife and his children, and they were very, 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 very happy until one day, the wife dun, dun, dun. and the children perished. <gasps> what? Of smallpox and yellow fever. Aw. It was a sad time for Dr. Fisher. Um, and Dr. Fisher then, being the doctor that he was, was like, I can see no more death from these horrible viruses. Virus (laughs) eye. It's
1: plural. (laughs) The plural. (laughs) 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 Viri.
0: So he gets a partner and he converts the house into not just a house, but a laboratory.
1: Oh.
0: Isn't that nice wasn't that nice of him to do? Because he's going to create the smallpox and yellow fever vaccines. He's going to make them. He's going to cure the world of the yellow fever and smallpox. Now, obviously, you cannot test vaccines on the peoples. You've got to test mm. them on the other things. So he, he got a merry band of monkeys.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. This took a turn. It
0: took a turn. It got (laughs) weird real fast. I was not. I was not
1: (laughs) seeing that coming. (laughs) (laughs) He gets a merry band of monkeys. They are not. Were they like the orangutans in Jungle Book? I want to be like you. You. Yeah. No, these. And I have smallpox too.
0: Yeah. No, these monkeys <laughs> were very unhappy because oh. in order to, bear in mind, like, I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of history about Dr. Fisher aside from this little tidbit. I've searched everywhere and without, you know, exhausting myself. I checked like eight resources. That's
1: um, <laughs> where we stop is eight. Any I just more than like, that too you much know, work. after
0: that, like, if I have to go to the like little newspaper or Philo things, like I'm just yeah. not doing it. Um, anyway, like, we do this podcast for free guys. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> he's lost his mind a little bit at this point, is my, my belief, because he starts doing experiments on these monkeys. He's not just testing the vaccines on them. He is testing all sorts of things on these poor little fur creatures of love. Um, and then when they get sick, because they get sick, yeah, and that's what happens, he- Um, decapitates them, and then buries them in the yard. Why
1: decapitate them?
0: I don't know. Maybe he was afraid that they were going to be zombies afterwards. I mean, this is a weird time in his life, and he would really appreciate (laughs) you not judging him. Okay, I'm sorry, Dr. Fisher. (laughs) So, he eventually kills all the primates. Um, he does create the vaccines, or set the stage for it, or something. Um... He eventually dies. The house is sold many, many times. People don't like it. They don't like it. No one knows why. I can't imagine why. I don't know either. But then it's purchased by a couple who wants to turn it into, it was an antique shop at that point. They decide they want to turn it into a candle shop because, you know, Linda, the wife, it was Linda and Jim Schlier.
1: Linda. Linda
0: Schleier. I don't know how you say that name. Anyway, she makes candles anyway. Like, that's her gig. She makes mm-hmm. them for a lot of other shops in the area. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to open my own shop. I'm going to turn right. this into my candle shop. So, she turns it into her candle shop. She hires people. But the people, the employees are like, they don't want to stay. They don't want to hang out. And they're complaining like, there's someone upstairs and... We just, we can't go upstairs. And she's like, you guys are crazy. Like, this is ridiculous. I know that the house is old and it's a little creepy looking because it's old. But there's no such thing as ghosts.
1: And there's candles the everywhere. Candles everywhere. It's
0: fine, guys. It's fine. it's fine. fine. So she's not worried about it at all <clears throat> until one day she's in the uh, candle shop by herself because the, the employees aren't hanging out. Even her husband doesn't want to hang out. He don't want to be there. Oh, nice. And she hears... Chittering. Like a chittering sound coming from upstairs. She can't understand what it is. She's like, it's rodents. She has an exterminator come out. They're like, nope, there are no rodents here. It's fine. It's fine. You're imagining things. So she brushes it off. Um, She's walking around in the shop and she feels something furry. Furry. Slam into her leg. Nope. She thinks someone's dog has run in. There's nothing there. And she's confused. She's like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what's going on. Now, she does not know the history of this house. she They just bought it. You know, they didn't know anything about what had happened. She complained about it to a neighbor. And the neighbor was like, oh, yeah, that happens. And she was like, but why? So the neighbor being more interested than she is, because she's just like, Whatever. I've got my candle yeah. shop. It's, go- it's It's all good. It's fine. The neighbor does research and finds out about Dr. Fisher and his laboratory and the monkeys. Mm. They also find the blueprints for the laboratory. And it turns out that the lab was in the basement, a part of the house that no one had stepped foot in. They purchased it without even going into the basement. What? They didn't even go in because it was Why would you do that? They, said it, they were told it was like a dirt basement or something. It was used for retail. There was no reason for them to go. They finally go to the basement. And in the basement is all of Dr. Fisher's medical equipment. It's all still there. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Including cages that were built into the walls. The monkeys were not treated well. Since discovering the laboratory, the activity in the, in the house got worse. Um, there are of course it did. Things, candles will be thrown around. You'll hear monkeys screeching through the house. You can hear them running through the house. Um, the monkeys are also very curious, apparently. They will come to you and start like picking at you. They'll just like oh my God. pick at your hair and stuff. This and... I
1: swear this feels like it should be an April Fool's story. It's
0: not. Like I said I thought the same thing, but and I looked everywhere. They've had uh, the Pennsylvania Paranormal Society. Okay, listen to the listen to this name, by the way. Pennsylvania Paranormal Society of PA. <laughs> in case there was any doubt. <laughs> and if you didn't know, <laughs> it's Pennsylvania. It's in Pennsylvania. It's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Um, They came out and researched it. They actually have a picture. They have a picture of a monkey. No freaking way. And their EVPs also pick up a man's voice and monkeys chattering to each other. Oh, my
1: God. That's freaking
0: creepy. It's very creepy. It picked up so much uh, media, though, when they found out that this is going on, that Animal Planet actually went out and did, uh, (laughs) they did a show called The Haunted.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: About these ghost monkeys. Um, And it apparently is still going on. Like, they're just there. Oh, and it smells bad sometimes. That's the other other thing. Because
1: monkeys throw poo. It smells like
0: poo. And... Now, because Linda's, like, stuck with this place, you know, she doesn't want to get rid of it, she turned the basement into, you guessed it, a haunted attraction. You can pay $12. Of
1: course she did.
0: $12 to go into the basement that she has converted, by the way. If you look at the outside, it looks like a castle. Yeah. Like King Kong on the
1: outside. Because she's a crazy woman. There's So she's really profiting off of this insanity. She's,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely. So it's not just a candle shop anymore. It's not,
0: I mean, it's a candle shop. You can still get your candles. But after dark, you can also go into the haunted basement of Monkey Death. Where there will be strobe lights. Because, you know, that's what you do with haunted places. Strobe lights. You can also smell the poos.
1: God, that's disgusting. Yes.
0: So, that's the very short and ridiculously crazy tale of Dr. It really, Fisher and It's his so monkeys. odd. <laughs> I just think it's weird that the monkeys are still there. And they're just like, hey, people, let me pick the bugs out of your fur. Oh, that's so gross. Let me touch you. Let me throw things around. I just don't get it.
1: I mean, we've had a few stories where there was a dog... In the house like the family dog or whatever but monkeys i don't get it i wonder if there's like i wonder if there's like ghost animals in africa or whatever you know (laughs) i don't know if like an elephant wakes up one night to his dead ghost wife elephant haunting him she like i told you to wash the dishes i don't know you know no, she, oh, well, I just wonder. she's leaning
0: over him. An elephant never forgets. <laughs> That's what
1: happens. I just wonder if there's ghost animals. Some point I want a just ghost t-rex. out and about in the wild. Oh, no. Not a ghost T-Rex. Be like, oh, my God. I saw the funniest picture. I love anything with, like, making fun of dinosaurs and stuff because yeah. it's just funny. But it was a T-Rex trying to make the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just laying. On the bed with its like nose down because it couldn't reach, you know, small arms. You a big head, you know, little arms. was really funny. And I just don't think you thought this through. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, yeah. good stuff. That was weird. I told you it was
0: weird. It's weird, weird, weird. Very, but I, very weird. I had to do it because of you know, the weirdness. Yeah, it's just like, and you it's one of those to. things where I was like, okay, I've got to find something that says this isn't true. There's nothing that like people go in and they're like weird. You know, scampering all over the floor, and there was no one there. I mean, it's not, like, crazy stuff. Like, the monkeys aren't, like, you know. Oh, there was one report of a monkey growling. Ew! I didn't know monkeys growled. So, maybe it's the devil. I don't know. (laughs)
1: It's the devil. Maybe it was Dr. Fisher growling. It's Dr.
0: Fisher. He's finally, he's just lost it. He's just done. He's out.
1: He thinks he's a monkey now?
0: Yeah. It's what it is. Weird
1: that's it that was very odd yep
0: it was a weird story it's a good story go see some monkeys
1: guys go to the poconos this summer go see some monkeys get a candle i gotta see the picture you yeah, share yeah 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 me we'll have to put it in the group yeah with pictures of the of the driscoll hotel yeah
0: monkeys monkeys at the bomb
1: no not one. weird very weird so that's all okay well hey guys we're uh we're gonna be wrapping up the first season here soon two weeks yeah. So I know you'll miss us. It's okay. But, um, so yeah, we've got a couple episodes left and then we'll push pause so we can relax and enjoy the summer. And I've got to move, hopefully. Got to find a house first. But <laughs> it'll happen. Working on that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'll be good. It's been fun. It has been. I'm kind of shocked. Like, what episode is this? What number are we on? 18. God, that went fast. It did. Yep. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're being ghostly. That's right. you're talking about monkeys. All right, guys. Well, uh, send us your ghosty stories and leave us a rating and review. Do it. And hang out with us in the Facebook group.
0: And enjoy the last two episodes before summer break. Yeah.
1: It'll give you time to get caught up or go back and re-listen and get re-scared. That's right. (laughs) Re-scared. Yep. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Girls and Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe to Girls and Ghouls on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review or tell us how scared you were on social media. You can tag us with hashtag girlsandghouls. Or tag us at Girls and Ghouls. Until next time, stay scared, friends.